Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 19th of April 2020. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker. As well as this recorded service, in a new departure there is also a YouTube version of my talk available on a link from this website. Do have a look at that if you're interested. It is the same talk though as I'm about to give in this recorded service. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah! The Collect for this Sunday. Risen Christ, for whom no door is locked, no entrance barred, open the doors of our hearts, that we may seek the good of others, and walk the joyful road of sacrifice and peace, to the praise of God the Father. Amen. We continue in prayer, calling to mind those things of which we are ashamed, those things for which we seek God's mercy and forgiveness, those times when we have let ourselves or others or God, let them down, fallen short, Like Mary at the empty tomb, we fail to grasp the wonder of your presence. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Like the disciples behind locked doors, we are afraid to be seen as your followers. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Like Thomas in the upper room, we are slow to believe. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now we're going to hear our Bible readings. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. 
but he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. The Gospel reading is John chapter 20, beginning at verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miracle signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let us pray. Lord of heaven and earth, who raised Jesus from the dead, speak to us this morning, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. John's Gospel begins with that prologue read every Christmas time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Now the themes of John's great Gospel work turn full circle, and we hear Thomas cry, My Lord and my God. The whole point of John writing the 20 chapters in between was, as he said, that you may believe that the Christ, the Son of God, is Jesus. In the beginning, the Word, God. Then all the signs and the teaching, the supreme sign of Jesus' death and resurrection. Now Thomas puts it into words. Jesus is God. He believes. Let us look together this morning at faith and believing. Faith is not always easy. 
Thomas's example makes this point, faith is often hard. In Matthew's Gospel, we read of the father with a sick child saying, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Matthew chapter 9, verse 24. There are a number of things that lead to doubt. And one of them is isolation. And obviously, we find that very difficult because we are so isolated today in the present lockdown. We are alone, but we don't have to leave others alone We can phone, we can email, we can Skype. As a young man, a single young man, uh, there were times when I was lonely. And I discovered a good way to lessen loneliness was to contact somebody else who I thought might be lonely, to give them a ring, to call and see them. By encouraging one another today, giving them a ring, sending them a message, we can gather together not physically, but uh, virtually, and so we can lessen that loneliness. Jesus promised to be with his people where two or three gather together. We can do that virtually. By encouraging each other, we keep each other in faith. That two or three promise can be true on the telephone just as much as it could when we met in St. Lawrence's or St. Giles or uh, St. Andrew's or any of our other churches. Faith can also be made difficult when it is apparently contradicted. The stark reality of the cross overwhelmed Thomas. Nothing else had comparable significance, not the enthusiasm of the other disciples, not Jesus' promises, not the scriptures. And often this is why we doubt today. Something has happened that seems to contradict all that we know or previously believed. Be encouraged. Jesus does not dismiss Thomas or his doubts. In fact, Jesus knows all about them. And this whole appearance story in John's Gospel was basically for Thomas's benefit. There is only the mildest of rebukes, stop being a doubter and believe. There were grounds for faith in all around Thomas if he just had eyes to see them. So faith can be difficult, but faith also gives us grounds for assurance. Thomas came through this time of doubt to a clear conviction. Thomas shared in the growing church in Jerusalem. And according to fairly reliable tradition, Thomas was the one who took the gospel to the east, to India, and laid down his life there for his Lord. But was it all different for Thomas? At one level, yes, but at another level, no. The two bases of Thomas's faith remain, eyewitness testimony on the one hand and first-hand experience on the other. Eyewitness testimony, well, Thomas was there and he saw it, but John's whole point in writing is that we too should have a record of what Jesus did and said so that we too can come to faith. We know today that the New Testament is fundamentally reliable It is beyond doubt a first century record composed within a few years of the events it records by people who were there when it happened. It's not a myth or a legend. You could say that they were deluded. You could disagree with their interpretation. But as Peter said, we don't follow cleverly invented stories when we tell you about the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses. 
Read 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16. Eyewitness testimony on the one hand, and on the other, first-hand experience. Thomas met Jesus personally. Clearly, he met him in a different way from the way that many of us have, but nevertheless, down the centuries, Christians have claimed that we can still meet Jesus. At one level, this is pure logic. If he rose, as the evidence overwhelmingly says he did, then he is the conqueror of death, and therefore he is alive continually. And if he's alive continually, then he's alive today, as our contemporary. It's a plain fact of history that millions daily fall at his feet and whisper, My Lord and my God. We too can experience the assurance of faith. If faith is sometimes hard, and it, but if faith can also give assurance, there is a clear invitation to faith in this gospel. All the way through John's gospel, his challenge is insistent, and all the more so as he reaches the conclusion. John has presented Jesus as the, and the great signs that he did. His life and his ministry, his teaching and his claims, his death and his resurrection. And the question is, where do we stand? John invites us to respond by believing. I invite you to respond by believing. God invites you to respond by believing in Jesus. Amen. So we come to our prayers. Jesus said, I am with you always to the very end. We pray today especially for those who feel that they are alone, that they have no one with them. We pray for medical staff who feel overwhelmed, for care workers who feel unsupported, for decision makers who feel that they are faced with impossible choices. Lord, bring wisdom, hope, vision and compassion to all who reach the end of their own resources and especially to all those persons of faith and no faith who call upon you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus said, I am with you always, to the very end. We pray for others who feel alone today, for the sheltered and the isolating, all who have no visitors, for the unemployed and the furloughed, who do not know when they will be able to work again the bereaved, who cannot see their loved ones or hold the funeral that they would like to have. Lord, grant them the comfort of your presence, the assurance that though the future is hidden to us, yet it is in your hands secure, and the comfort that in every place of suffering you are there.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus said, I am with you always to the very end. We pray for those who miss the familiarity of their church buildings and meetings. Lord, strengthen our faith in you. Teach us to rely on you alone and lead us to discover new ways of being your church here on earth. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. We join our prayers in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May God grant you his comfort and his joy, his light and his peace in this world and the next. May the gift of faith grow in you and all those for whom you pray this day. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.